I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Kitty Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Good afternoon. I'm George Burns. This is your fantasy news update. In the NFL, there's been no movement on the contract for Dallas Fort. Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys had held the board of the Los Angeles Chargers. At this rate, both teams expect to move holdouts to last until training camp ends next week. There's also been no talk of when Antonio Brown and his frozen feet might return to the Oakland Raiders. Brown had a cryptotherapy mishap in France sometime during the summer. The Cowboys, Robert Quinn has been suspended two games for PEDs. Uh, apparently he was using them to, I don't know, for some kind of rehab. He tried to fight it. He lost. He's gone for two games. Quinn is also trying to overcome a broken hand. He may have missed those games anyway, although the Cowboys did expect him back for game one. He now won't be able to play until game three versus the Miami Dolphins. The Cleveland Browns traded Johnson to the Houston Texans today for a conditional fourth-round pick. That condition probably goes up to a third-round pick, depending on playing time for Johnson, his statistics, and the record of the Houston Texans. Other news today, the Chiefs signed Morris Claiborne. He will also miss the first football games due, uh, due to a suspension. And the uh, we also have the Lions. That we have Tonight's the first uh, week of the preseason. First game for the preseason, week one here. We have 11 games tonight. Start up by the Jets and Giants. Jets minus three at the Giants. Technically, it's a giant home game here. Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Colts a minus two and a half. New England Patriots at the Detroit Lions. Detroit minus two and a half in this game. Washington Redskins at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland minus two against the Skins. Atlanta Falcons minus plus four against the Miami Dolphins. Tennessee Titans plus one and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles. Jacksonville Jaguars and Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are a minus three. Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers. Packers are minus one and a half. Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, minus three. L.A. Chargers, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, minus three. Denver Broncos, minus two and a half at the Seattle Seahawks. We have two games tomorrow and then three on Saturday to finish out preseason week one for those of you who are into the preseason football. In baseball, no afternoon games today, so we have no live action to tell you about, but we do have eight games on the docket for tonight. Uh, game one, uh, Atlanta Braves. Dallas Keiko will face off against Hernandez of the Miami Marlins. Keiko, minus 205 for the Atlanta Braves. Chicago Cubs, Cincinnati Reds. Hamels, minus 130. Phillies and Giants. Nola, minus 120 against Baumgartner, plus 100 there. Rockies and Padres, minus 110 across the board. Jonathan Gravis are in the power in the American League. Yankees at Blue Jays. Domingo Germán versus Pannon, minus 205 for the Jays. Angels and Red Sox, minus 250 for the Sox, and 250. David Price was found on the IL, but the Red Sox assist in his wrist. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I am Gable Brenzi. We're throwing it down at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands at MetLife Stadium where Giant and Jet fans have begun the 2019 season. I was thinking, you know what, it's preseason. It might not be as crazy down around the stadium as it normally is during a regular season game. But, no, I stand corrected. Uh, the fans are ready to go. Uh, you know, it's it's preseason for fans as well, uh, Kurt. So they have to get back in the groove. So I see people, they're throwing footballs. They're drinking beers. Uh, there's barbecues uh, going on. Um, God bless them. Football is back. 
It's a beautiful night for a tailgate. Giants, Jets, a rivalry game. I'm still surprised this is the week one preseason game. Uh, yeah. You would have thought this would, would have been week three or at least week two, but week one it is. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you're, normally it is the dress rehearsal game, and it has an extra sort of edge uh, to it um, because of the rivalry. It takes a little bit uh, off here this evening, uh, but nevertheless, as I stated, um, you know, it looks like it's going to be a pretty much a full house. Well, look, they pretty much uh, they screw season ticket holders, right? You don't have a choice <laughs> but to <laughs> they force the tickets on you. They might as well use them, uh, right? But I don't know if it'll be a full full house, uh, but it's it's pretty packed uh, down here uh, right now. I've got to play on this football game. There's been some line movement uh, in this game. Well, Capper uh, will join us. As you can tell, George Kurtz is in for Cam Stewart. Uh, Cam will be back on Tuesday, and uh, I uh, tomorrow I'll be gone uh, as well. So both me and Cam are gone uh, tomorrow. I'll be on the morning after tomorrow, but uh, I have some personal uh, business to take care of tomorrow afternoon and uh, and evening. As uh, it's actually it's my birthday this weekend, uh, Kurtz, and I have a visitor, and uh, I have to be a gracious host and pick them up at the airport. Um, so sucker. It's one of these, um, well, what am I going to do? Hey, you know, landing in Newark is shocking enough for people that aren't uh, aren't from the area, George. I've got to soften the blow <laughs> a little bit. I've got to, I've got to soften the blow. And uh, now I'm going out uh, as well. I would have tried to bang off the show, actually, uh, game time decisions, uh, but uh, I just couldn't make it work uh, as far as scheduling is concerned. Um, I think it's like the first time we haven't been on without a death. Uh, in a long time, so it's a good start. <laughs> uh, Whale Capper steps up and in uh, today, so we'll hit all the football for the weekend and everything. Uh, we got Paul Bovey going to join us uh, as well. Paul Bovey. I think both guests are in Los Angeles today, actually, so it's a New York-LA connection. East Coast, West Coast. Let's roll. Game time decisions. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decisions. Red Heat Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. We're throwing it down at the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook uh, where we got a little carried away with the NFL football uh, back. I started off, I was like, well, I better get a couple of plays in and start at 7 o'clock uh, because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, miss out because uh, we're going to be on until about uh, 6.57 or whatever the hell uh, it is. So still, you know, one, play, uh, one play led to another. Um, so I did not bet on every game. So at least I'm, I'm somewhat proud of myself. I didn't bet on every, no, I didn't bet on every game at least. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, George Kurtz took a shot earlier calling me a sucker. Cause I'm going to pick someone up at the airport. Um, uh, I'm not the one that's married spending all weekend, uh, fixing the house, Kurtz. So, so settle down on who's, uh, uh who's hey, the sucker. Hey. It's actually my birthday this month as well, by the way, Gabe. And uh, sad, the reason I'm not doing the weekend fantasy update and weekend wages this Saturday is because I am celebrating my birthday Saturday. So I'm right there with yeah. you. 
All right. All I'm not right. picking up anybody at the airport. No, no, no. But uh, I'm picking up a hot chick at the airport, so. All right, you might win uh, that. You, you, you yeah, just like that information. Yeah, you'll be spending the birthday with the wife and kids. Uh, <laughs> to them, it'll just be another day. <laughs> wow, it's about cold water. Cold yeah, water. The gloves are off early here. The, glove, the gloves are off early. But speaking of George Kurtz's uh, uh, relationship, I, I would say, George, I know your wife is big on home, home improvements, that I spent like your wife at Home Depot. Like, I was like, man, I have one game after another. Let's bring in Whale Capper uh, right now. What's going on, Whale Capper? Hey, man. Football's on today. I'm fired up. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day. How are you doing? Hey, no, same thing. It's, it, I have that uh, excitement about this. You know, I always tell people, like, people are like, oh, it's only preseason. Then, then you're not a real fan. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Like, I've always felt that way. People tell me, oh, I don't watch the Bills in the preseason. I only watch the regular season. And I think, well, you say you love the team. They only play 16 times a year in the regular season. Here's your opportunity to see them 20 times a year. Um, so, I know I am a big fan. Look, we, you and I talked last week, uh, Whale Capper, with Cam. And uh, Cam is uh, at, uh, he's at, he's in cottage country uh, with his brother and uh, his Ooh. girlfriend. Right now. So, Cam's off for a couple of days. George Kurtz uh, with us, but... Last week we talked about that Denver game. Yeah, whatever. We got lucky. We hit the in-game unders. Uh, but let's get right down to business here. Indianapolis and Buffalo. Uh, heavy rains and winds uh, right now in, in Buffalo. Weather oh. will be factor here this right. evening. It's 18 miles per hour. Uh, raining as we speak. Um, it's going to be off and on uh, the showers here tonight. Uh, but the 18-mile-an-hour winds I find interesting. Uh, so there should be a lot of running. Buffalo playing smash mouth football uh, at home. But let's get down to business. Well, Capper, what do you think about the card tonight? Well, bang that under. Uh, that's a, that is a solid um, actionable angle. Winds over 15 miles an hour desperately uh, impact the passing game, desperately impact the kicking game. Not that we like, expected there to be, number? you know, like, like 15, a lot of. 15 miles, like if you see 10, Yeah, 12. 15 is kind of, that's. Yeah, ten, 10, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it glides, right? It's not like a hard, fast, oh, well, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. when it gets bad, right? Like, but, but above 15 uh, miles an hour is where you can start to draw some pretty clear and obvious uh, correlations when you look back through the historical data. Um, mostly it's counterpoint in regular season, but I'm not sure people are thinking to check the, the weather for the preseason because I haven't seen a lot of movement to the under, but that sounds like an actionable angle to me. You know what? I never. I got punched in the mouth, dude, with that alliance football stuff once. I tu- I had I had uh, I had it over in a game. I tune in and it's horrible weather. <laughs> like the same thing. Will Capper. I was like, man, am I ever stupid? It never occurred to me once that the weather could be <laughs> crap in Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> like in tornado season. Sure. George. Of course. Yeah, I was like. I was like, I never even thought of it. I was like, dear God. Like, man, I'm an idiot. But you're right. Nobody's, nobody's thinking, what's the weather in Buffalo tonight before I bet this game, Will Capper? Yeah, no way. No way. No, no way. And I'm looking at it right now. The total is 35. It's gone up half a tick. Like, that's. That's a that's a nice look right there, man. I'm 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 interested in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, the weather angle, like you really you you have to learn the hard way, like one time in your sports betting life before you think to check every time, right? Like, 
Uh, I'll remember two years ago, uh, like, uh, you remember the Giants and, and Bob McAdoo and that team just completely quit on him? Uh, yeah, defense yeah. Defense especially. They just hated McAdoo. They wanted nothing to do with the guy. And uh, I remember they had, like, a couple of defensive performances in a row that were just, like, laugh out loud to bad. They gave up, like, 52 points to the Rams. Uh, they gave up 40 points to some other team. And then the Chiefs were coming to town. Alex Smith was, you know, chucking the ball all over the place. You know, Andy Reid was coming off the bye maybe. I can't exactly remember the situation. But I was like, oh, this is a great get-right spot for the Chiefs offense. They're going to just unload on these guys. This total is is way out of whack. Uh, you know, I had an arm and a leg on that over. Uh, and then uh, Sunday morning, wake up and, and check the weather, and it was like 35-mile-an-hour winds in the Meadowlands. And I was like, oh, boy. And I think I saw one pass in the first quarter, and I was like, okay, these, these bets are dead. They're all dead. And, you know, there was like one completed forward pass in the whole game, and it was Travis Kelty threw it on a gadget play. <laughs> like, like, there, like there was just no hope that they were scoring touchdowns. And I think the final score was like – nine to three or something stupid it was it was a, an absolutely brutal beat and you know one of those lessons that you you learn it once and then forever thereafter you're always kind of you know remember to keep an eye on uh keep an eye on what's going on with the win situation before you you know play those totals yeah, somebody asked me tonight when i was playing the preseason a regular here said um do you bet a lot on the preseason games like do you put big money like regular season bets and I said, no, I said I used to, but I've learned, I learned my lessons. <laughs> and, and I swear, same thing. And it was a preseason game. I'll never forget it, man. And it was a while ago. Uh, was, you, know, if, you know, if we had somebody here, they could look it up and get the exact game and year. I remember I was on Sirius Satellite Radio. It was, so it was Hardcore Sports Radio on Sirius. It's probably about, like, you know, 12, 13 years ago. It was the Patriots and the Jaguars in the preseason, guys. And I think oh, it was same. Yeah, I think it was week one. And you know Don Cricky. Don Cricky's been an announcer forever. Yeah. Used to be bigger. Used to do the Orange Bowl in the old days. And you know he's not like a big time guy anymore, like nationally. But he does the Patriots preseason games. All right. So Don Cricky, and Don Cricky like used to do like all those Miami Hurricane Jimmy Johnson games and all that. Don Cricky comes on. I swear to God, guys, it was the worst weather I've ever seen in my life in a game before. Like, I thought they were going to cancel it. Don Cricky himself goes, <laughs> guys, he goes, guys, I've been doing football for 33 years, and I, uh, I I did Miami Dolphin and Hurricane games, and I've seen rain before, Chuck, but never like this. And he's like, uh, I don't even think they'll play the game. So it was, of course, being a jackass that I am, Will Capper. I'm like, oh, this is it, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm putting 3,500 bucks down. You know what I mean? Like, I put like yeah. three, four times <laughs> on the under, okay? It's pouring freaking yeah. rain, man. First play of the game, of course, Tom Brady plays, right? Because, of course, he does. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> they're like, oh, look, Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady, first play of the game, first thing ever of the season, throws a pick six, <laughs> okay? Like, oh, in the geez. rain. Pick six. Brady, being Tom Brady, got so mad, demanded to Belichick that he stay in the game. Oh, God. 
nuts. Because yeah, uh, he was. So you have these razor thin totals. Dude, and he, he went you know, down the floor, like tic tac toe on the next drive out of like anger in the preseason. Bang, bang, touchdown. Uh, and then they left him in again. I swear to you, it was like 21 7, like eight minutes into the game. There was like the rain and the wind led to fumbles and like, you know, picks this and return that. It was a train wreck. And then, of course, by the time we got to the third quarter, there was like a rainbow. It was all sunny and stuff. So, yeah. Fire fire beware. I lost. I lost the game. All right. We'll have Will Cap for one more segment. He's a busy man. Uh, we'll get his picks. We'll rattle off some of these games. We'll see what Kurt thinks about the board here tonight. NFL is back. Game time decisions. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back to live action, fellas. Close race and at ninth at Saratoga. Another uh, desperate crew here this afternoon on this Thursday afternoon. <laughs> An ornery bunch uh, looking for wins uh, with the ponies uh, here. So George Kurtz is uh, in for Cam Stewart, Whale Capper uh, with us. So. Uh, what are you looking at here, uh, Whale Capper, out of these games tonight? What was the was there a spot or two that you thought, you know what, this this is the one uh, I'm going to step up? I sort of sidetracked it by talking about the weather in Buffalo and then giving the weather story. Uh, but uh, what game caught your eye tonight? Well, let's start where you guys are in the Meadowlands, man. Jets Giants. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that's kind of a that's kind of an interesting uh, interesting matchup there because you know I'm looking clearly, forward to uh, it. Two, Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's NFL Network uh, early game, so it uh, should be should be pretty well watched. Pretty uh, pretty exciting game. Um, I like the over here, uh, and there's a couple reasons. Uh, number one, I think the uh, the Giants, you know, having lost a, a decent amount of skill position players on their offense, they're going to need to kind of focus on passing the ball in this one, because. Uh, no, off the bat, number one, they want to kind of get a feel for what they have at the position. They need to make some key decisions as to who's going to be starting while some of these guys come off of injury. Uh, and they need to you know, build some chemistry with this group, uh, with some of the starting units. So I would expect to see uh, less of a running attack from the Giants today and then see them focus on their air game just to get a feel for uh, what they have in the passing game with uh, with their current with their recent losses. Uh, and then on the other side of the, you know, on the other uh, hand, you also have a guy in Daniel Jones that you're desperately trying to get some confidence built in. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they uh, if they put some pretty high confidence packages together for him to to develop some rhythm, to get some uh, to get some some good looks, and you know, kind of force him 
to to score some touchdowns and, and build a little bit of confidence. And you know, on the other hand, if it doesn't work and he plays poorly and he's you know he's chucking up interceptions or you know or throwing incompletions, throwing the ball out of bounds, and it's going to be stopping the clock and setting up the Jets for short field position. So I think just the Giants' offensive approach lends you know the, what what I'm expecting from this unit lends itself to uh, you know a little bit higher scoring game than what the, the total suggests. So I'm on the over in that one, and that's uh, that's uh, that's a pretty it's a pretty fun look. I like your angle. I like your angle uh, in this game. I pull the trigger, George, with the New York Giants in this game, plus the three, up to three. And this game's going on right behind us. The people are tailgating in the parking lot right uh, in front of us, uh, Whale Capper. <coughs> um, and <coughs> it's preseason, but it looks like it's going to be close to a full house. People are tailgating hours, uh, hours away before the game. And, George, I look at this game, and the New York Jets are playing for a bigger picture here. It's Adam Gase's first game, but he's already been a head coach in the NFL. This isn't like uh, Vic Fangio, a 60-year-old guy, I want to win this first, you know what I mean? You know, you could tell he wanted to win that game last week. I don't think Adam Gase cares about this game here this evening. Um, The New York Jets are looking at a bigger picture. And I like what you just said, Will Capper, about getting some confidence for Daniel Jones. You know they're going to want to get him out there against second and third string guys so he can pick them apart. Yeah. And so Gettleman exactly. could look good. Daniel Jones can look good, throw a touchdown. And I don't know if I'm drinking a local Kool-Aid here, Kurtz, but you're seeing the same reports. Daniel Jones is having a great camp. And even the players are like ooing and aahing type thing. And he's pushing Eli Manning. Daniel Jones, I believe, will play this year. There was a book that had over oh. under three and a half games. I think it goes over. Uh, three and a half games personally, and uh, you know, and the Giants, uh, George, you can attest to this more than anyone being in New York here. The Giants are a laughing stock, man. Even Mike Francesca's boycotting them, and he's a laughing stock. And even he's pointing at them now and laughing. He's not showing up. He's boycotting the Giants. Gettleman's at war with the media. Gettleman is thin-skinned. He doesn't like being mocked and criticized by everybody. The Giants know, even though it's a preseason game. If they lose this game tonight, they're going to get mocked on WFAN tonight. They're going to get ripped in the New York Post in the morning, and it's going to be like long season ahead. Giants suck. I think the Giants wanted a hell of a lot more tonight, Kurtz. Well, you're absolutely right about the New York media. If the Giants lose, they'll be all over them. They'll be all over them. If Daniel Jones comes in and he sucks, forget about it. Oh, wasted, wasted first-round pick. They should have taken the rusher. Da, da, da. You're going to hear this over and over again. That being said, Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Jets, I agree with Joe Ranieri last night. He is going to put as much pressure as he can. He's going to want to show that he's got that attitude, that chip on his shoulders, that he's a great coordinator. He's not going to care that's week one of the preseason. He doesn't care. He's going to put pressure on Eli. He's going to put pressure on Daniel Jones. If Phil Simms is behind that line, he's going to put pressure on him. I like the Jets tonight more than the, the Giants. I think there's a lot of pressure. I think there's more pressure on the Giants because of what you said, because they know it's going to be the you know the, all the world's crumbling down if they were to lose tonight because you're right. FAM wants to rip apart. Francesco wants to rip apart. He's all mad because he won't have access to Gettleman, but he'll have access <laughs> to everybody else. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, get over yourself, Mike. Uh, and is it, listen, this is week one of the preseason. The game doesn't matter, but it's New York. And it does matter because it the Jets team loses, they got, they're going to hear it. The Jets lose, they're going to hear it. Oh, and Adam Gazier, you know, that, after that idiotic press conference he had, he'll hear it too. So I, I don't think either one two want to lose. Oh, no, no. It's And being in New York, whale capper, like, so it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, tell that to the 60,000 people out in the parking lot right now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Right. And Daniel Jones, man. It's like, this is it. Like you said, people are already on edge. He throws one touchdown early, Will Capper. Daniel Jones comes out, bro, in his first series as a pro here tonight. Throws a touchdown. You got a bet G like, bro. Daniel Jones, he's the future. It's now. (laughs) Start start working on his bus for Canton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Daniel Jones, like George said, if he looks bad and throws a couple of picks, Gettleman gets ripped again hard. People will judge it. This is the city that booed Porzingis when he got drafted. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's going to be interesting. Like, it's on a local affiliate here. We already have the news up uh, here. Waiting for for the the if uh, if Francesca is that cold on the Giants, maybe it's time to buy low on them. <laughs> this is, this is uh, not not a great track record in terms of when he likes to get on and off that. Uh, That's that what I'm saying. So, yeah. so maybe maybe it's time to buy low on the Jets. But no, like in, in seriousness. Right? Once uh, I saw Will Capper that he's feuding with them, I'm like, oh, I like the Giants, man. Like, I like the Giants. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it, but something about the Giants. I, I like this team now. They got some 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 uh, some some interest all of a sudden. Um, but no, I mean, I I don't think I don't think that. Um, Ownership has done a good job of, of kind of letting Gettleman shape the future of this franchise. I don't love their kind of long-term trajectory in terms of being ever being kind of in the conversation for NFL title uh, or even really the playoffs. But all that said, that doesn't mean they can't win seven, eight games. They have a decent offense. You know, I know they're going to be missing a ton of players uh, and, you know, a ton of receivers here due to injury and suspension. But uh, but still, it's, it's a team that, you know, has probably, you know, clearly a, in my mind a top two running back in the league and Saquon Barkley, a guy boom or bust, you can, you know, turn – turn a two-yard gain into a 50-yard touchdown in blink of an eye. So, you know, they're, they're going to score points. They're going to be, um, you know, in ball games. It's just a matter of if any of their defense comes together as far as, you know, being able to hold off comebacks and, you know, keep salt away games. And, and you know, I think, you know, you look at the win total of six, they're probably primed to, to beat that seven or eight wins, but uh, not high enough confidence to really get involved in betting that one at this point. Uh, Will Capper with us. Biggest line movement of the night uh, here tonight, uh, guys. Um, the Chargers in Arizona. Arizona, this game was like a pick type thing. Arizona are now minus three. And I'm also excited to see Kyler Murray's debut tonight, Will Capper. Um, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. you know, a, lot, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of cool storylines of players. Dwayne Haskins tonight with Washington. This is one. I took the Cleveland Browns. I know people are going contrarian to the contrarian here. I'm going contrarian to the contrarian to the contrarian. (laughs) Oh, the triple contrarian play. This is huge. Exactly. In which everyone knows Cleveland's on hype team this year. Yet people are like, oh, look, Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, and uh, and Dwayne Haskins are the quarterbacks for Washington. So I'm going to get cute and take Washington tonight. And I'm tripling up and saying, no, I'm going to get cuter and take Cleveland because you're all on Washington because of this stupid quarterback rotation stuff that's way overrated in the preseason quarterback rotations, to be honest. Um, Joe Montana could be out there. If he's with the four-string O-line, it doesn't matter. He's running for his life. So, yeah, I, you know, I think Cleveland, I just sort of had a vision of Baker Mayfield being the jackass that he is celebrating on the sidelines as Cleveland wins. And, you know, Freddie Kitchens wants to get it done. I like the quarterback situation, guys, too. 
Drew Stanton's been in the NFL a long time. Drew Stanton and Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert had a great run in the, in the, in the Alliance League. He's already got a cup of coffee in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. He's been in, yeah. in, in the camps before. Yeah. This is his second opportunity. His best friend, I didn't realize this, is Baker Mayfield. Baker basically got him this gig. And he's nice. got to hang on to it. I could just see it tonight. Baker's going to be celebrating as Garrett Gilbert leads the Browns to victory tonight. I like the over in that game, but your angle is strong too. I think that 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 does have a, a nice uh, a nice setup to it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, Freddie Kitchens pushing hard to get the win at home. His first ever preseason game as a head coach that has all the makings of a competitive spot for the Browns. And I don't get the line movement really at all. What about? Honest, uh, so. I know we only got about two minutes with you here, Will Capper. So, what about uh, are you buying this hype? John Harbaugh, thirty-three and twelve straight up in the preseason, thirty fourteen and one. Can't really say there's not a, a big enough sample size there. That's a sample yeah. size, Kurtz and, and and Will Capper. It was four. It came down to three right now. Are you buying into this? You know, I mean, it's uh, there are a handful of coaches, you know. Harbaugh and Pete Carroll, who you can count on, they care about these games for whatever reason. They're part of their winning culture, part of their rah-rah locker room mentality, I guess. But uh, so, you know, I think there's probably some you can expect them to play play for the win late in the game, which you can't say for every coach. Um, but I'm not going to not going to be on that one. The only other look I like, I like the over in the Houston. I'm sorry, the under. Very very hot on the under in the Houston Green Bay game. Uh, and uh, love the uh, love the um, Tennessee Titans come away with the win. It's, uh, with that, uh, we got Brian Tannehill there uh, playing with the ones all week. They're gonna give Philly a run for their money. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Pizza Hut set the close. I believe like 500 locations uh, I saw. And, um, you know, maybe if their pizza didn't suck, uh, they wouldn't be uh, closing so many locations. You know, and they're showing uh, they're showing Pizza Hut right now in front of me on TV here. And it actually looked pretty good. But I don't know what your deal is, uh, George, if you know Pizza Hut. But the problem with Pizza Hut is it's inconsistent. From location to location, from state to state, Canada, U.S., like, it's just, it tastes different everywhere. Like, I've been, you know, like, Pizza Hut in Toronto isn't bad. It's actually, it's it's not bad. It's pretty good. Pizza Hut in Las Vegas is um, is worse than, like, prison food. It's, like, it's terrible. Um, and, you know, as a whole, I find Pizza Hut's too expensive, too greasy, not good enough. That's why they're going out of business. I do know Pizza Hut. Uh, they don't have as many out here where I am on the island as they did when I lived in Nassau County. But for me, if you go to Pizza Hut, I mean, I live in New York. I live on Long Island. There are yeah, so gonna... many. Any pizza restaurants better. 
And are she you was, one of those guys, though? Are you like a, a, a true New Yorker that gets like mad, like for people that eat a chain pizzas in New York? No, I mean if it's good pizza, it's good pizza. But I can tell you, whenever I, whenever I move to a new place, and uh, I've I've had this house for ten years, I'm not moving anymore. But whenever I move from an apartment to an apartment, the first thing I always look for was the pizza place. Where's the pizza place? Where's the Italian restaurant I can go to? You know, when I want a slice. And it's it's hard to find. I am picky about where where I will go to get pizza. So uh, I guess I, I am a snob that way. I'm New York, man. We love our pizza here, and it's probably my favorite food. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm very particular about pizza as well. I'm always on the search for for uh, for a better pizza. Um, I haven't you know, Pizza Hut. Like I said, I've been I I support the local. I I prefer. I'm not a big uh, chain type of dude either. Yeah, especially when it comes to pizza. Um, and one thing I can say too, and like the Hoboken, Weehawken area, they don't allow franchises. Like there's there's no McDonald's, there's no Burger King, there's you know what I mean. It's it's all mom and pop local, uh, local type of stuff, which is cool. I don't mind, but the problem is, mom and pop shops close at like ten, eleven o'clock. All right, yeah. Yeah, that's the Hungry. problem. Like exact last night, dude. I got home after the show. Did the show till 10 here. Got home. It was about 11 o'clock when I finally, like, sat down. I couldn't order from anywhere. I wanted Chinese food. They all closed at 11. Like, the only place that was open was Papa John's, and that's worse than Pizza Hut. Ugh. Right, and Papa John's is terrible. Um, I'm ready so, to eat a cardboard box. Yeah, it tastes like cardboard. Exactly. It's just, it's not, it's, you know, especially the Union City location. Tell you, fast food out of Bergen and Union City kind of blows, but <laughs> nevertheless. So we'll get back to the football games. Paul Bovey's going to be with us in the second hour. We'll be talking about football. But um, quick baseball check here. The Mets just keep, um, you know, climbing. A big series coming up with the Washington Nationals. Yet I want to get your take on uh, the Yankees and the White Sox uh, playing at uh, the Field of Dreams uh, Park and uh, Cornfield in Iowa. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I like Field of Dreams. It's one of my probably top five baseball movies, so I uh, certainly enjoy the Kevin Costner flick. It's only going to hold 8,000 uh, fans yeah. uh, to be able to see the game. So I'm curious to see how it's going to look. 8,000 you know, 8, rich uh, kids and executives. Exactly. <laughs> executive yeah. kids and sponsors, George. <laughs> I'm curious to see how how uh, big the park is going to be. Are we going to have another England where we have, you know, fly balls going out all over the place? So I'm curious to see how they're going to make that, uh, how deep the dimensions are going to be. But I'm sure it'll be a cool thing. I think it's next August. They should, August. Touch, they should have, August. like, no no fence. They should have, like, just the corn, like the movie. <laughs> just go into the corn and try and find the ball. No, yeah, no, I mean, exactly. Well. Like, you know, when your kids, like, ground rule double, you just put your, your arm up. You know what I mean? Ball, ball's in the corn. <laughs> you know what I mean? The ball's in the corn. So, like, come on. Like, they got the Wrigley stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, yeah, but you're right. You know, I imagine it'll kind of be a little shorter. <laughs> and you know they'll want that vision, that visual, George, on TV of, like, uh, Aaron Judge planting one in a cornfield. <laughs> They're going to want to see both go deep into the night in the cornfield. Like, how much more American can you get than that? Like, a base, you know, it's got to be a Sunday night, right? The Sunday nighter? No, it's going to be Thursday night. Is it's it a Thursday third- night? It's going to be Thursday night. The Yankees and White Sox will have Friday off, and then they'll, they'll resume the series in Chicago. It's a Chicago White Sox oh, game, yeah, game yeah, yeah, I was on gonna Saturday, say, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, too, that the movie is about the White Sox. And, I guess that's uh, why they were asked. And Yeah, I guess the exact, because, yeah, why, you know, and Shoeless Joe Jackson. 
Like should I, take I, him I, off the uh, restricted list for that one day, for that one game. He should be allowed. He should be taken off the restricted list. Well, I was gonna say that because it's been brought up actually that it's is it irony or like should you know baseball is basically going and honoring and playing a game for a guy that they banned from baseball. Yeah. Are they gonna you drop the? Are they are they letting him in now? Like, it's hard for me to like really say what happened. Obviously, you know, 1919. But um, he did hit, like, three freaking 60 or something in the World Series, George, right? Like, he didn't suck in the World Series. What is the thing, that he knew about it or he was asked and he said yes and then decided not to? I think that's the problem there, that he knew about it and didn't do anything about it. Obviously, he hit whatever he hit. He was well over 300, so he didn't throw the game. Uh, that's the thing, I don't know. Another accusation is that he took the money, but then he played well anyways. <laughs> right. I mean, he, went back, he went back on it. You know, maybe one of the best of both worlds. Either way, he knew about it. That seems to be a definite. And did nothing yeah, about it. He was on it. it. I didn't hear Not the whole thing. Yeah, I don't like, you know, like I said, I didn't. Pete Rose is another story. I can, I can talk more definitively with this, but... Pretty cool, but like you as a Yankee fan, you're not like, oh, I got to go to that. I want to be there. No, no, I'm not going to Iowa. Screw that. Uh, no, that, it is in Iowa, right? That's that's where it was. <laughs> I think it's that's Iowa. What I, George, I said the exact same thing this morning. <laughs> Sean Chi, our producer on the air, asked me, he goes, so do you want to go? Are you excited to go? I said I would go if it wasn't in Iowa. <laughs> if, listen, if, if, if NTSY wants to pay me to go and pay my way, I'll go. I'm free next August, Mike. I'll gladly go. I mean, is Kevin Costa going to throw the first ball out? Or James Earl Jones? Yeah, he, they have to. <laughs> I would think. You're not going to dig up Shoeless Joe Jackson, so I would think it's going to be Costa or Jones. I'm calling it right now. There's, you know, there's a girl's going to choke on a hot dog, too, at the game. <laughs> Don't cross that line. Yeah, that's, that's the part that gets me in that movie, George, I'll admit. The part to that me, gets the, me is, uh, is, is, is the like end. What they say to him? When, like, he's there and he's like, you can't go back, can you? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's that foot of, like, reality and then the, the field. And he's like, oh, my God, that's it. You only got one at bat. But remember, he said, I just always wanted one at bat. So he, that's what he got. It's like Mick Jagger says, you know what I mean? You get what you need. But what part gets you in that movie? Uh, the, the part at the end where Costa gets to have with Ray Liotta, his uh, father, and has a catch. My father and I didn't get along all that much, but the only thing we did agree on was baseball and the Yankees. It's the only thing we really got along about. So, uh, yeah, that, that definitely hits home. Does that, like, you, you grew up, your, your father yelling at the TV and radio about the Yankees? My father was a minor league ball player in the Brave system. Uh, he could play left-handed, could hit, could, uh, could run. Uh, until uh, al- alcohol took that away from him, and Vietnam as well. Uh, so, you know, uh, he loved baseball. He def- definitely passed that along to me, and it's, but it's the only thing we got along is, about. That's why you drink Pepsi only and stuff, right? It's, uh, you've sh- seen it for that. I'm sure a psychologist would tell you that my father died of cirrhosis, so he died of alcohol uh, poisoning. Uh, I'm sure I have no doubt a psychiatrist would tell you that. But the truth is, my father gave me a sip of beer. I think he was a Schmitz drinker. Back when I was about 10, you know, at 10, at 10 you drink, it was terrible. It tasted like crap. So uh, I, it just stuck with me ever since, and I never wanted to taste it again after that. <laughs> um, interesting. Uh, good good story there. Um, see, yeah, Kevin, it's a good call with Kevin Costner throwing out the first pitch. The I think they have to ask him. He loves sports. Yeah. Him and Jerry, oh, he'll do it. I mean, as Cat would say, he'd open up a phone booth. He'll cut the ribbon at a phone booth, uh, Kevin Costner, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> At this I point, like Kevin Costner. Good actor. What? Bull Durham, another one. 
Major League was on. Major League was on the other day. I wanted to watch it, but it was getting it was getting that's my, late. That's my favorite baseball movie. Most most of the sports movies, sports movies generally aren't good usually, right? I but agree. yeah, Major League Major League was funny. Any given Sunday was all right. It was okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was great. My favorite football was Longest Yard, the yeah, original yeah. Burt Reynolds. Um. So speaking of uh, baseball, we had the Yankees. Yankees and Blue Jays uh, tonight. This Blue Jay team's been playing good baseball uh, for the last couple of weeks. They're playing loose. They've got nothing to lose. Bunch of young kids hitting the, hitting the ball, but their pitching. These no-name pitchers have actually been pretty good as of uh, as of late. Uh, Herman goes for the Yankees. Uh, Panone uh, goes for uh, for the Blue Jays uh, here tonight. Uh, do, what do you think? I, I got to be honest with you. I focused only on the football. I was so excited for football. I haven't even looked at the baseball board. I know who's playing a bit, but I haven't capped it at all. What, what do you think about that game and the other games tonight? See, I'm the other way around. I still worry more about baseball. I think football is harder preseason. It's a lot more guesswork. Baseball's a little easier for me. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Domingo Herman, particularly the Yankees tonight, I think they're ripe for a letdown. If it would have been one of their lesser guys, you know, Tanaka, Mr. Softball pitcher, I'd feel better about the Blue Jays. Cause I think the Blue Jays are feeling it. You know, even Vlad, Biggio, Bichette, they're, you know, they're in, even though they're a losing team, they're enjoying it now. Now they have all these kids going on. I kind of like the Blue Jays tonight. I know the Yankees have won like 10 in a row, and they're scoring 38 runs a game. But, you know, they go into Toronto traveling again. I think tonight they're ripe for a letdown. But Domingo, your man, he just annoys me that he's the one pitching tonight. Because I think he could, pitch, he could pitch well for six, seven innings, keep the Yankees in the game here until that bullpen takes over. So I think I'm staying away from this game. But if it would have been anybody else but Herman on that staff, maybe Paxton as well, I'd have taken the Blue Jays and the over. Uh, Atlanta, Miami tonight. We'll get to the baseball later. They got Cubs, uh, Cubs of Cincinnati, um, L.A. Angels, and Boston. The uh, Boston uh, Red Sox uh, find themselves in just an absolute uh, free fall to the point that season's nearly over uh, for the Boston Red Sox. Like that's you know this is this this is where we're at right now, and um, you know you hear. You hear while wow, Boston, um, you hear while wow, Boston, uh, Boston's going to get hot. Uh, Boston's going to go on a winning streak, and it just doesn't happen. You know, we keep waiting for that that corner to be turned, uh, George, and you know it, it doesn't happen. And the frustration you can just see you can you can see the tension and frustration building uh, with with the, with the Boston Red Sox right now. The streak has to come now. As you mentioned, they're almost out of it, but now is the easy part of their schedule here. You know, the, they play Kansas City for three. They split. They had the suspended game last night. I think that's going to be made up on August 22nd, or they'll continue it August 22nd. Aren't you thrilled if you're KC, by the way? You have to go to yeah. Boston on your off day for what might be an inning and then leave. Oh, my, that, that's awful. But what are you going to do? It was monsooning last night. I was watching that. But then they play the Angels for four. They do have to play Cleveland for three. That's all the Red Sox for blowing the lead, George, (laughs) too, right? Well, you knew. We were on air last night. You knew that was happening. As soon as Erod only went to five innings, I'm like, I'm not getting a win out of this. He didn't go long enough. He needs to go at least. He probably needs to go six plus because you got to stay away from that bullpen. He just didn't go long enough. But the Sox play Baltimore for three, Philadelphia two, San Diego three, Colorado two, the Angels again for three. This is about their next 20 games. Their run has to happen now. They need to go something like 14 and six, 15 and five to get back in this thing, or else the rest of uh, September is just not going to matter because they're, they're no. struggling mightily right now. Price just went on the I.L. Now, it's a minor injury. He should be back at some point late next week, but he's still. That protective Velasquez is now in the rotation, and he's another softball pitcher. And the wild card standings, 
the teams ahead of them are good, right? They're not dealing with a bunch of flaky teams. Like the Cleveland Indians are a good baseball team. You know, the Tampa Bay Rays are a good baseball team. Out of Cleveland, Tampa, Oakland, and Boston, who, which two do you think get in? I think Cleveland definitely gets in. I think they're one of the better teams, and I think they've done a really good job here. Corey Kluber threw 41 pitches in his rehab start. He was okay. Give me, I'm going to go with Oakland. That's just a baseball yeah. team there. I like the Rays. I, I like all those teams better than the Red Sox. I know, me too. I like both the Rays and the A's, but I got a feeling about the A's. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, back to live action. Level one winding down. Have some news uh, as far as uh, Patrick Mahomes is concerned. Uh, Mahomes will play the entire first quarter of the game on Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals, um, which is um, not something that's usual for the MVP of the league to be playing in the first quarter of the first game of the year. Uh, but Andy Reid, uh, George, historically has played his quarterbacks. Donovan McNabb used to play more than most starting quarterbacks did in the preseason, and uh, he's not changing his, his thought process, uh, even with Mahomes uh, here. And I got to be honest with you. I actually, um, I actually don't have a problem uh, with this. I actually think, I, uh, I think it's ridiculous. You have four preseason games, which are a scam to begin with. It's a financial scam. That's all it is. But you'll notice, George, early in the season, some teams will be out of sync, right, offensively. And you'll hear, well, you know, you really didn't work much in the preseason and this and that. And that's what the preseason is for. Uh, you can't just, like, that's how players get hurt. This is what the preseason is for. I don't have a problem with Holmes playing one quarter. You know, I, I know Russell Wilson has often played the first half of preseason games um, and not just, like, the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game. And I think, you know, these guys have to get ready for the season. And even as preseason football is nowhere near the level of, of the speed that they're going to be playing in a regular season. But I don't have a problem with it. I understand Tom Brady not playing because he's old and stuff. But I think I think the players don't play enough in the preseason. And then they're, they bitch about how they're not in sync when the regular season starts. Well, you're right. We often hear we don't really get football until October. That's when the teams are really in sync when the offenses and defenses are like I said, in sync with what their teammates are going to do when football is up to speed there. I have no problem with the quarterback playing a quarter, a half, even the game. But I think uh, you have to trust your quarterback to throw the ball away. Slide, not take – if the hit's coming, listen, I don't care if you throw an interception preseason. I don't care. Just don't get hit. You have to trust your quarterback not to do that. You see some brain-dead quarterbacks, Gabe, who refuse to slide, right, take that hit they don't need to. That's the quarterback that I'm not playing a quarter. Well, that'll be interesting with Kyler Murray uh, tonight because Kyler Murray supposedly – is taking off and running a lot in, in, uh, in the scrimmage and in camp. And he's very fast and successful and stuff. But they told him, don't run much tonight. Don't get hit in this game tonight. Something to think about. Tyrod Taylor. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. The news update from Game Time Decisions. Good evening, I'm George Kurtz. This is your fantasy news update. There's no new movement in the uh, contract negotiations between Melvin Gordon and the Chargers and Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. Both holdouts are expected to last till the end of training camp next week. The Cowboys also lost defensive end Robert Quinn for two games for violating the league's uh, policy against. PEDs. Uh, Quinn may have missed the first two games anyway with that broken hand, but now he won't be able to return to week three versus his former team, the Miami Dolphins. Early in this morning, the Cleveland Browns traded Duke Johnson to the Houston Texans for a conditional fourth round pick. That fourth round pick could become a third round pick depending on how much uh, he plays. Also, Antonio Brown, still no news on him and his uh, frozen feet. Uh, cryptotherapy accident in France. We don't know when Brown will return to the team. Fantasy owners might want to start to take notice here. Uh, the uh, 49ers announced that Nick Bosa, the early first-round pick, he'll be out for a significant amount of time with a high ankle sprain. What that amount of time will be, they haven't defined yet, but that could be one month, two months, six to eight weeks. We really don't know here. In the NFL, tonight's week one preseason games. New York Jets versus the New York Giants. Jets are minus three. Colts and Bills. And again, apparently the weather could have an impact there as it's rainy and windy. Buffalo is plus two and a half. New England Patriots and Detroit Lions. Minus two and a half for the Lions here. Washington Redskins versus Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's minus two. Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins. Minus four for Miami. Tennessee Titans at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is minus a point and a half. Jacksonville at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's minus three. Houston at Green Bay. Green Bay is minus a point and a half. Carolina at Chicago, minus three for the Bears. Los Angeles Chargers at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are minus three, and Kyler Murray's debut in the NFL. Denver Broncos against the Seattle Mariners. Seattle, how about the Seattle Seahawks? I don't think the Mariners are playing tonight. Seattle's plus two and a half in that game. In Major League Baseball, as if things weren't going bad enough for the Boston Red Sox, David Price was placed on the IL with a cyst on his wrist. He is not expected to be out long-term and could return as soon as next weekend. Hector Velasquez was recalled to start in his place. The Indians, Corey Kluber, threw 41 pitches in a rehab start and reported no problems. Kluber could rejoin the Indians' rotation some point later this month. Uh, Gleyber Torres out of the lineup for the Yankees, but is not expected to require an IL stint, even though he's had core muscle pain twice now within the past week here. Austin Riley, top rookie for the Atlanta Braves, suffered a torn LCL. That's what's coming out of the lineup. No news yet on whether or not his season is over. Harry Sanchez is expected to rejoin the Yankee lineup on Saturday. Jay Bruce off the IL and in the lineup tonight for your Philadelphia Phillies. In baseball tonight, there are eight games, four in the American uh, four in the five in the American League. Uh, Yankees at Toronto Blue Jays at a seven o'clock start. Domingo Herman versus Tom Panone. Yankees are minus two oh five. Also at seven, Angels at the Red Sox. Chris Sale versus Peters, plus 200 for the Angels, minus 250 for the Red Sox. Red Sox will have to complete that suspended game from last night on August 22nd. That was suspended 4-4, top of the 10th inning. Royals will have to come back to town. Royals also play with the Detroit Tigers tonight at 7 o'clock. Tigers are minus 160, Boyd versus Lopez. Cleveland Indians will place, face the Minnesota Twins. Could be a battle for first place in the American League Central. Gibson versus Clevenger. Minus 110 for Minnesota. In the National League, also four games here. Uh, Atlanta Braves against the Miami Marlins. Keiko versus Hernandez. Minus 205 for Atlanta. Cubs versus Reds. Minus 130 for the Cubs. Hamels versus Wood. Philadelphia Phillies and your San Francisco Giants. Maybe your pitching matchup of the night. Nola versus Bumgartner. 
Phillies minus 120. Rockies and the Padres minus 110 via Rockies Gray versus Lauer. And in other news, uh, also uh, today, uh, we had a suspension. Chief signed Maurice Claiborne. He, Claiborne's going to be suspended for four games. We can't uh, play until week five there, but Chiefs need some uh, little depth in their secondary there, so he, that's what Claiborne will do for them in that role there. The Cowboys have announced that Nick Gregory, uh, Randy Gregory, they're hoping he can return at some point this season, but he still has yet to uh, apply for reinstatement here. So we're still waiting for Gregory to apply for reinstatement. This will be the sixth straight year that a Dallas Cowboy defensive player will start the season on the suspension list. And this year, it'll probably be two players. Imagine the aforementioned Quinn and Gregory almost, is almost certainly the start on that suspended list here. The Yankees, though, tonight, uh, they're hoping that Luke Voigt will not require surgery on his core muscle injury. They're still waiting to see what will happen there. Voigt's been out of Atlanta for over a week now. He took a cortisone shot trying to avoid the uh, surgery, but we're still waiting to see what the final uh, determination is here. The Yankees and White Sox will play in the Field of Dreams next August. Uh, the White Sox will be the home team. They will play on a Thursday night, then have Friday off, and then Saturday and Sunday, they will return to Chicago to finish the three-game series. The Mets signed ex-Cub for the Brad Brock to help their bullpen here as they fight for a playoff spot in this season. Well, Chris Davis and Brad Hi, got right last night in the Baltimore Orioles. All seems to be worked out, though. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Game time decisions. Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Networks. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down to FanDuel uh, Sportsbook, uh, Meadowlands uh, Racetrack. Mike Cardano on his way over to uh, to the football game uh, right now, at least uh, for the first half of the Jets and the Giants. There's been live movement. It's up to three points uh, right now. They're coming down the stretch um, at uh, Gulfstream. Uh, right now, coming down a stretch at the uh, Gulfstream, and it sounds like house wins, house wins. Um, Indianapolis Colts, two-point favorites against the Buffalo Bills. Totals 35 and a half. We could have some increment weather. 18-mile-an-hour winds um, up there in western New York. The Jets are three-point favorites in this game, and Giants are getting three. People in the chat were discussing the New York Giants and mocking their wide receiver situation, but, I, you know, that, I actually think that the wide receiver situation isn't as bad as people make it out to be, with 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 the exception of Golden Tate being suspended sucks. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to get this overturned uh, or not. He has a pretty good track record in the past. No you know, if way it, in hell. You're not buying it? It says clearly, clearly in the CBA, that the, and the play Association agreed with this, there's no excuse. Whatever's in your body's in your body. So, think there, about I, so there's I, no you, appeal then at all. Like there's no point no, of he, anyone ever appealing. Oh, there's a point to it. You know, hey, at least you get the fight. You never know what's going to happen here. But think about it from the NFL's point of view. They might totally believe Tate. 
But then if you do, you have to investigate this in every other time. You have to investigate it. That's money. That's time. That's why that clause is in there. That's why the clause is there. No excuse. They don't care. It reminds me of that scene in Goodfellas, you know, where, the, uh, where Tony well, buys the restaurant. Yeah. Right, F you, pay me. I don't care. Westmont burns down, F you, pay me. Slow night, F you, pay me. F you, you're suspended. You didn't mean to do it, F you, you're suspended. You got drugged and someone kidnapped you and they put it in you, F you, you're suspended. That's what it reminds me of here. I know, I, I get it, I get it. But I'm just saying, so what's the even point of even having these like, appeals if, if it's just like shot down? Tyreek Hill didn't get suspended. That's the point. And he should have got suspended. So you never know. It's the NFL. Uh, look, Ben Roethlisberger. Remember, Ben right. got it down six to four, right? He should be in jail. Yeah. I mean, for what he did. I mean, so you, you never know. You never know with the NFL. This is the year where they don't. I don't think they want court cases this year because it's the hundredth year thing in the CBA, and they want to get all this done. I think that's why Hill got away with what he got away with because they knew that was going to court. They didn't want to deal with that again. That's yeah, that's my theory. Hundredth anniversary. They didn't want the backlash. And I was yeah. reading with Mike Florio today was talking about that pro football talk about how owners are pissed at Stephen Ross. Like, not just players, but owners are pissed because they're in the midst of a CBA, talks are going okay. This is like the players really, really, you know, don't like Trump. And it just, you know, it highlights the Kaepernick stuff. And uh, they're pissed at Ross about it. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. What a time to be alive, 2019. Uh, they're now making vodka in Chernobyl. It's called Atomic. Uh, they claim it's not radioactive. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> That's I would, I, I would hope so, but... Um, there's only one bottle of this atomic vodka in the world, and uh, I imagine it uh, probably messes you up uh, pretty good. All right, uh, so George Kurtz in for Cam Stewart right now. We're in the level two here. Uh, we have NFL preseason football. We had the Hall of Fame game last week, but we actually have a full slate of football here tonight. A lot of interesting storylines. We'll run through the games uh, game by game in a couple of minutes. We'll see um, uh, Will Capper joined us earlier. Uh, Will Capper likes the over 35 in the Jets and the Giants. He likes the under in the Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers. So the over in the Jets-Giants and then the under in the um, in the Texans and the Packers who have had uh, joint practices this week. And it's gotten pretty heated. One of the rookie kids on the Texans has been, like, crushing people on Green Bay and even the Houston players are pissed off about it. Um, Paul Bovee steps up and in. Let's talk some football with Paul Bovee. And find uh, Paul's picks over at VegasInsider.com. Paul, living large, living the dream. What's up, Paul Bovee? How you doing, buddy? Living the dream. Hey, that Andro 400, that sounds pretty good. I might go I for think that. I need some. I'm a little lethargic. I need, I need like, uh, some jump in my step, actually. I, I actually do. Um, and well, the ladies like it, too. 
<laughs> That's right. And she'll like it better uh, in the, the ladies, bedroom. The ladies, uh, the ladies like it uh, too. So, did you play anything tonight? We'll get to your future picks. But uh, did you uh, did you play anything tonight? I did. I have um, I have a smidgen on the Jets. And I yeah. I bet it early. I, I got it one and a half. And I just feel as though you got a team in the Jets, and I think they'll play with more enthusiasm here. They'll want to make a statement. You want to show up your crosstown rival. And as far as the Giants go, not a lot of depth behind Eli Manning in terms of uh, game experience because you've got Daniel Jones and then a couple guys behind him that really haven't played. Uh, and I just think the Jets uh, have a little bit of an edge here. They got a few guys out. Quincy Nooner is not going to play. A couple guys on defense. But I just would lean to the Jets to make a statement here. Paul Bovey uh, with us. Any other games? Uh, or is that the one you're, you're, you're playing? No, I, I, I play four games. I, I do like the uh, Falcons and the Dolphins. To go over, look, Brian Flores takes over the team, and Miami doesn't uh, figure to win a lot of games here. But you do have a spirited quarterback competition between Josh Rosen and Fitzpatrick. And uh, as far as Atlanta goes, you got their OC coming back. Matt Schaub is a capable backup. Miami's got a lot of defensive guys out. Xavier Howard was hurt last year. He won't play. So I think there'll be some points here. 35 was the number at the Golden Nugget. I just took it a few minutes ago. Paul Bovey, VegasInsider.com. Intriguing board here uh, tonight. I stayed away from the totals. I was intrigued by a couple of these unders. Uh, the Buffalo Bill Indianapolis Colts uh, total 35 and a half. I think it's a little high. Uh, rain in Buffalo, 18 mile an hour winds. Uh, we can tell you, though, the Buffalo Bills are going to be playing their starters for the first quarter. And then they'll go into uh, the second and third string as the game goes on. The Indianapolis Colts are pretty much starting out with the second stringers uh, tonight. Buffalo has a distinct advantage here in this game. Um, and it's interesting. I mean, the, the Colts got as high as three. It's sitting at one and a half right now here at FanDuel. There's finally been movement, uh, George. Jets, Giants, it was three. Uh, Paul said he got it at one and a half early. Um, Whale Capper said he liked the over of this game, 35. I actually like the Giants uh, plus the three. What do you think, uh, Kurtz, about this game? Yeah, I, I told you last night, I, I'm going to go against you here. I got the Jets. I got it at two and a half. So I certainly didn't do as good as Paul. But I'll take Jets minus uh, two and a half. I just think, uh, I think Greg Williams, like I said, I think he's going to come out the Giants. He's, he's going to go out there and let that defense lose, sort of, sort of see what he has here. I think Gay. I think either team here realizes that whichever one loses is going to hear it from the New York media. If Gase loses it, he's still an idiot. You know, Sherman loses it, then, you know, the, the world's crum, crumbling down. If Daniel Jones throws an interception or two, forget about it. Tomorrow, that's all you'll see on the, the back page of the, uh, the papers. Number six pick throws two interceptions. The world is over. That sort of thing. So I think both teams want to win here. But I think the Jets, I just like their team better. And I don't think the Giants are uh, anywhere near healthy. I think they still got a rookie quarterback there. I'm going with the Jets tonight. I also, you've convinced me on the Bills, though. I'm going to go with Buffalo tonight, especially when you tweeted out the, that the Colts are going to go with all uh, second-string players. I'm not going to go with the uh, the under in Buffalo. Uh, I know Will Kappa likes that, but I always want to, you know, rain, wind. Well, that could lead to turnovers and easy scores, returns there. So, and that's still 36. I'm going to leave it alone. 
And Cleveland, I was always right there with you. I don't care if it's week one in the preseason. I think that whole city is feeling it. Loves the feeling of uh, of winning here. They start off winning tonight. Lowest total. Hey, by the uh, way, Gabe. Yeah. Uh, Gabe, what I was going to say is I did take Indy plus a two the other night at the Westgate. And then, uh, as you know, there was a shift in the line. And as much as Buffalo will play the starters the first quarter, you've got two capable quarterbacks there in Indy. Jacoby Brissett will play a full quarter. Uh, yeah. which I like. I mean, this guy's He's got good. experience but playing behind Tom Brady, and I think that's going to be important. And then waiting in the wings is Chad Kelly, who had a very successful preseason last year, uh, very high completion percentage, didn't get much regular season action, if any, but I do think Buffalo uh, is really decimated on their offensive line. It's going to hurt him here, and they're not going to want to see Josh Allen take too many hits. They want to keep uh, you're going to want to keep them upright. So I, I just think Indy has the edge here. The um, the lowest total is 31, guys. Wow. Baltimore and Jacksonville. And I asked Will Capper this. So I'll ask you, uh, Paul, are you buying into this? The Harbaugh hype that, you know, he's 33 and 12 straight up in, in, in preseason games. Is it an anomaly? Is it, I think there's a competition thing that's just Baltimore, that he's, he just gets these guys going. And if there's a team that in camp – this year has been as like um, spirited and beating each other up. It's been Baltimore. It's going to be a smash mouth game between the Jags and the Ravens here tonight. I couldn't, I couldn't bite on the total. It was just too low, but I did get a piece of the Ravens on the money line earlier. And now it's minus 188. I got it at minus 160. Look, you've got, uh, you're going to have a lot of Trace McSorley here. Little Trace McSorley because, RG3 is out, yep. and I don't think they're going to want to see Lamar Jackson take a lot of hits. So he's not going to be running the ball. And then on the other side, you've got a couple guys, Gardner, Minkshore, and Tana Lee. These guys have no experience. The problem with a 31-and-a-half is turnovers because these guys are going to be turnover-prone. The defense is going to be – pinning back their ears, and you never know what happens. But all things being equal and strictly relying on the offense, this game is probably going to go to the low side. And as far as hardball, look, you can't discount a 29-15 and 15 against the spread record. That's not a small sample size over 44 games. You, you know that some coaches take this seriously and some don't and obviously he feels the preseason is important enough to go all out to win these games uh we're going to a break in about a minute but um paul already talked and shared his big buffalo bills win total to the over at uh, six and a half and what was the number paul when you got it was it one was it 125 or 140 when you bet it I got my first uh, batch at minus 110 on five dimes, and then I think wow. it got minus a quarter. And I'll tell you, I'm thinking of taking back the seven at plus 120 because I've seen that. And with the fact that EJ Gaines just got hurt, and I don't know how serious that is, he's a cornerback, and he's important to their defensive uh, stop unit. And then the offensive line issues, which I'm going to be watching. I may come back to the other side and just get a free roll on the seven. All right, we'll take a quick break. We've got Paul Bovey with us. Uh, we'll get uh, Paul's uh, take on the Detroit Lions and some Lion props. 
uh, as well. Futures, props, NFL football, back preseason tonight. We've got a bunch of picks. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Jay. NFL preseason is here, and season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. Head over to RotoExperts.com and check out NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the RotoExperts have you covered with Dynasty season-long and best ball formats giving you an edge, regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotorExperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at RotorExperts.com. Uh, George Kurtz in for uh, Cam Stewart. We got Paul Bovey uh, with us for another segment uh, talking NFL football. Um, talking about Paul's uh, Buffalo Bill uh, bet to the over at minus 110 and minus 125. FanDuel right now. Buffalo Bills over under six and a half, minus 186 to the over, plus 155 to the under. But let's talk about a team that's in the NFC North, and the Detroit Lions actually had the same uh, win total as the Buffalo Bills, uh, but the number is more favorable. Minus 130 to the over for the Detroit Lions, uh, six and a half. Year two of Matt Patricia uh, right now. It was kind of a bumpy ride last year, uh, Paul, for, for Matt Patricia. What did you know, before we get into your full scope of the Lions, what do you think about Matt Patricia, and do you expect him to be a better coach in year two? I expect him to be better. And By the way, that 130 is a great line because I haven't seen anything less than 135 here, and I've taken every 135. Uh, I took one at South Point the other night, and I'm about to take another one at another venue where I just opened up uh, an account. I'm here in Vegas right now, sweating my nuts off. It's 104, 105 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. These games are going to start when you could first go outside to the pool and uh, you know inspect a little eye candy, but you know then you have a decision to make. But Matt Patricia should be <laughs> solid, better in his second year. But what I decisions. really like about the Lions, they get a Not new OC in depth. What's that? I said it's poolside decisions, not game time decisions right now. <laughs> pool time, poolside major decisions, you know, before I leave here. The pool scene is epic here, as you know. Daryl Bevel, the new offensive coordinator, successful stints in Minnesota and Seattle. Russell Wilson was very effective getting the ball downfield when he was their OC. So you should see a little bit different Matthew Stafford this year, who is really chock full of weapons this year. And they, uh, is Hawkinson a tight end? I expect big things out of him. And then you got Danny Amendola. You got a couple wideouts in Galladay and Marvin Jones. And that running game should be solid this year. Carry on Johnson, who's over and under is 951 
yards this year. I think he'll probably go to the high side if he does not get hurt. Should be a great offense. You know, I'm high on carry on uh, Johnson from a fantasy perspective. So, Paul, um, you played a prop. You sent me a picture of a prop that you played. You played a nice. Uh, you, you put a nice uh, play in on it. On Hawkinson over under 42 and a half completions. What do you think about Hawkinson, George? You like Hawkinson this year? I do. I do. I think they want to get him involved in that offense. So yeah, I do like him this year. I fantasy wise, if you ask me where I have him, I don't have him as a top 10 tight end. So I'm not going to start him. I think he's a guy. I don't want to say you can get for free in drafts, but he's not going as top 12, top 15. So you can draft him around 14, round 15 in fantasy leagues. But I think the Detroit Lions will use him. The question is, will he get the touchdowns? That's really for a tight end who's not going to get the 70, 80 catch of a top tight end. How many touchdowns does he get? But I think Stafford will use Stafford used Ebron. Ebron just couldn't catch the one. He dropped everything with, with uh, Detroit there. So, yes, I like Hawkinson. Um, so you went over 42 and a half, uh, Paul. You like this, huh? Well, 42 and a half is cheap. I mean, Gabe, it's two and a half to three catches a game. And you know what? He'll bail out enough and toss off to the tight end, just dump it off. Uh, to get that number, especially when you got to cover these guys downfield, where are you going to cheat? You cheat on the tight end. So expect this guy to have, I don't know, he'll be in the 60s, I feel. He'll, you know, you'll, by the end of the year, he'll have some six, five, six, seven catch games, and I think he'll be in the 60s. You look at uh, Patricia coming over from the Patriots. Of course, they had the big tight end with Rob Gronkowski there. Patricia, you know, last year rubbed some of the players the wrong way. He was trying to toughen them up a little bit. He seems to be a little bit more laid back. I think the players are over Caldwell uh, much more now than they were. I think a lot of guys were upset that Caldwell uh, wasn't there uh, anymore. It was a tough year uh, last year. But six and a half seems like a manageable number uh, for them. I mean, with the talent that they have, if Patricia can't win more than six and a half games, then he probably doesn't deserve this job, Paul. You said something a while ago in that a lot of people just defer to last year. So the uh, Detroit kind of has the losing pedigree. So you're going to get some value on that. And I just think the value at six and a half is pretty solid. Now, there's a few sevens out there. But as you know, these half games in over and under win totals, not in the MLB or hockey or basketball, but in NFL football where you're playing 16 games, it is huge. The difference between um, six and a half and seven is huge, which is one of the reasons I cited why I might come back on the Buffalo Bills depending on their health, because you can catch a seven. So uh, six and a half, just a lot of value here for a team that I feel will play inspired football, but everything is predicated on health. Uh, Matthew Stafford being one of those guys. And, uh, but he's, he's been pretty much an iron man the last five or six years. He's only missed one game. Uh, what do you think of the game tonight? Any opinion on the, the Patriots and uh, the lions? Uh, look, Belichick is kind of a neutral coach. During the preseason, I think he's 54 and 48. Um, the line moved. Uh, it tilted to, I think, Detroit's now a one-point favorite. And uh, I would lean to Detroit. 
because you got a new OC, you know, wants to get off on the right foot. Yeah, one and uh, three last year too, Paul. Only so he was Matt yeah, Patricia well, one he, one and three. You know, as you stated, he's kind of in a hot seat already in year two, right? I mean, say what you will about Caldwell, but Caldwell was winning nine, ten games a year, right? Yeah, but Caldwell just wasn't getting over the hump. Is he is he on the hot seat? Yeah, I think there's uh, lofty expectations this year. So if he doesn't at least come close to meeting those, yeah, this could be uh, the swan song for him. I would say, you know, next year, essentially. You know what I mean? That, you know, because the people that hire, if you fire a coach and you keep changing coaches, then it's reflective on the people that is doing the hiring and firing. So I imagine they would give him another year. I'm just stating that. Matt Patricia is under some pressure to succeed here. He's not, you know, it's not like he's got a, a lifetime contract with the Detroit Lions, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would agree that you give him another year, but you just don't know. Some of these owners have itchy trigger, trigger fingers, and, uh, you know, they just want to cut their losses and move on. And, you know, you got some guys that want to be right. They have to be right. Like a Jerry Jones, I think he wants to make sure Jason Garrett has a breakout year, and he could say, "Yeah, I made a great hire. Jason Garrett's the man." Well, you know, George Kurtz is a Cowboy fan, and you know, I'll say this for all the all the criticism of of Jerry Jones all the time. It is always oh, meddling, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and this and that, and and, and everything else in between. The Cowboys roster is actually pretty damn good. I would I would agree, Paul. Like the Jason Garrett thing is his one is you know, is the one thing and you know, it's pretty clear that he he wants a yes man, that he doesn't want, you know, a confrontational look. He had Bill Parcells there, George. Right? I mean that's safe to say, but I think if you look at the draft and I know it's not Jerry Jones fully and how much does his son have to do with this and and, and their scouting and the, the, the firm that they hire, but Jerry Jones done a nice job building this team, George. You know, he has. He's almost a character of himself, but he's not an idiot. He's drafted a lot of good football players. It's just well, the gets, Garrett thing. It's the Garrett thing. That 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 does hang over them. Yeah, I don't know how uh, how much credit we can give Jones for drafting these players. Remember, he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, had to be talked out of it. So yeah, I think, what's, I, think Steven, yeah, yeah. Right, I think Steven has done more of a job here in the draft. And Listen, you know, Jerry it's funny wants about that too, right? About Dak Prescott's your quarterback now. What's funny about that, too, is they were about to take Connor Cook. Yes. <laughs> like they, they want to trade up one, for him. One million percent. They were like, yeah, we, we like Connor Cook. We want Connor Cook. He was gone. They got taken one pick before them by the they Raiders. And they never, too. Yeah. They never thought it would happen. And I guess one of the scouts, basically, so it wasn't any of the Joneses, you know, because they hire people, et cetera. One of the scouts basically said, listen, if you want a quarterback, take Dak Prescott. And it wasn't on their radar at all. And then Tony Romo gets hurt like the next week, <laughs> like week one of the preseason. And, hey, the rest the rest is history. Yeah. Nobody studies luck. And sometimes that's the way the breaks uh, just play out and they go in your favor. Look what happened with the Knicks years ago. Had they get uh, Porzingis because they won a few games at the end of the year. And their draft position deteriorated, and uh, Philly gets the better pick. 
and uh, their first choice, and then the Knicks drop down a Porzingis, and they get the better player. So sometimes these things just work out to your advantage, and, uh, you know, you roll with it. But Dallas, I know you're all over Dallas, Gabe, because I do remember you have a wager on the Cowboys over the number, and I think it's a very conservative one at that. Hold on, Paul. We're very Hang on. Hit this on the other side. I'm starting to get a little cold feet about Dallas just because of how brutal that schedule is in the last month of the season. A little cold feet, Uh, but we'll hit this on the other side. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Uh, me and Paul were having a little brief conversation, and I just heard something about, well, not a 57-year-old degenerate gambler. I'm like, no, nah, a 48-year-old degenerate gambler. It's actually my birthday on Saturday, Paul. I'm two days away. I know, August. Get, I know. I saw that. I saw that on my face hard. there. Yeah, we got to go hard when I join the Sterling Club uh, down at, in Vegas at the Palms. Uh, once you when you once you hit five zero, they really hook you up. Like everything's five bucks. So uh, well, I what about the six zero? Jesus Christ! I must I should get two fifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't that I can deal with the five number six. That's that's another story. Um, all right. So storylines tonight, guys. The Daniel Jones stuff is very interesting, and I tell you, man. Yeah, I just saw them. They were just warming up. Uh, they're outside. We're on the facility, and I can tell you it's freaking windy out here. It's always windy out here. And it looks windy on the field right now, too, actually. But Jones was just slinging the ball before. And, um, man, that, 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 that arm looks good. I'm really intrigued to see him tonight. Dwayne Haskins. And then you got Kyler Murray tonight, Paul. But the thing with Kyler Murray tonight is I'm intrigued to see him. But we're not going to get the full Kyler Murray tonight, as he even stated. He's never played an exhibition game before. He played college football and he played high school football. He's never played an exhibition game. So he said he doesn't really know how not to go 100%. But the Cardinals have stressed to him, do not get killed tonight running around. Don't run. Just throw the ball away. Because supposedly in, in camp, he's, he's, he's like running right past people. And he's a freak athlete that no one can stop when he takes off. Um, so we're not really going to get the full the full Kyler Murray here tonight. Tyrod Taylor is going to get a lot of playing time tonight, which that's your classic type of quarterback that you want. Uh, any any thoughts on these games and, uh, and some of these quarterback and storylines tonight? Falcons. Well, never that's a good point. Everybody's on the Dolphins, uh, Rosen, and uh, Fitzpatrick, too. Uh, you want, I, I mean, look, if you bet these preseason games, which the public really doesn't, but the, the Sharps do, you want those uh, quarterback competitions like the Skins tonight. Look, the line, the number moved Washington's way. You have a serious quarterback competition between Haskins, Keenum, and McCoy, the latter two who have extensive experience. 
So it makes sense that this number should move, especially given the fact that uh, Cleveland has a bunch of defensive players out. All world, Miles Garrett will not play. And yeah, you got to rein these guys in. And I'm sure they will rein Murray in tonight because for the same reason, you don't want Lamar Jackson running around. Nobody has to practice running around. It's just more or less based on instinct. You need to hone your passing skills during these games, and that's what he'll be told to do. What do you think of the preseason card tonight, George? I think you brought up a very important uh, argument about Kyler Murray. They're not going to be any designed runs for these guys because you don't want to get them killed. We keep saying this over and over again. So I think the running quarterbacks will, in most uh, places, keep in check here. I like the teams that I think I just think they want to win tonight. I think Cleveland wants to win and set it before because they want to sort of uh, embrace that winning culture here. And I think that's, that, that whole stadium is going to be off the, just off the charts loud. I think that's going to help them in that game. Your Baltimore the theory about, you know, it's how good Harbor is. Uh, I'm toying with it. I haven't put it in yet. I, it's on my board right now. I just got hit. I don't know if I'm going to click it, uh, but I like that. Well, it's not a theory. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fact. It's a fact. He's 33-12 straight up and 30-14 and 14 against the spread with one push. And I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I love numbers, and numbers say you bet this. You know, I just uh, – I don't know. I don't like the game against Jacksonville. I think this is going to be – I think it's going to be a, a nice, hard-hitting game fun to watch if you like defense. These two teams are going to kick the snot out of each other. And I'm down to 30 and a half on the over-under here. Wow. Ugh, I can't believe I'm not taking the over here. But I, I think it's going to be a 14-10 game. Yeah, it's, it's Trace low. McSorley, man, you know. I mean, Trace it's McSorley. This guy's yeah. got absolutely, you know, no experience. And uh, he's yeah, not a Trace big guy. Running around and making some plays, though, tonight. A little Doug Flutie type of guy out there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these guys come in, and they're not looking to be – these defenders are not looking to be shown up by a guy who's listed at six feet tall from Penn State and is probably <laughs> more along the lines of, as you say, Doug Flutie-ish. So I, I can't put, put any stock in Trace McSorley. If you want to put your stock in the Baltimore Ravens, you better be playing them because of the defense. Yeah, or an anti – an anti-Jacksonville play. Tanner Lee, Gardner Minshew. Uh, that, you and, know, that's what it, yeah. But you're right. I mean, how much is – is Harbaugh crazy, though? Is Lamar Jackson going to play the first quarter tonight? Maybe. I mean, are they going to play McSorley the whole damn night? Yeah, but Lamar Jackson, how much use does he have as a throwing quarterback? Limited. I get it. I get it. I listen. There's no turning back. I already took him, so there's nothing I can do. I mean, too late for me to go uh, try to cry and get uh, get my money back uh, here. Matt Lafleur makes his debut uh, here tonight. Uh, we got uh, Philadelphia and uh, and Tennessee here uh, this evening as well. Uh, Ryan Tannehill and Logan Woodside, backup quarterbacks, pushing uh, Marcus Mariota uh, right now. Now, what's the deal with Carson Wentz? Is he playing at all? No, right? Uh, you know, you would think they're going to ease him back in, if anything. I'm not sure if he's playing, but uh, I just took a pass on that game. Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. You just mentioned um, the game, and I, I did play. Carson Wentz is uh, not playing. He's not playing tonight. You see, he's not 
Not playing. It was reported by uh, Diana Rossini of ESPN. Not playing. Okay. Because, yeah, I'm seeing here. Actually, you know what? This is 730. Yeah, so this was uh, this was from last night. Said he could play. It's uh, he <laughs> might play. He said he might play a series. So now they're saying he's not. All right. Yeah, Rossini's Which from I today. Would, I wouldn't expect anything from from anyways, even, even if he did uh, play. But like we were talking about earlier, man, you know, they have these games for a reason. And these teams, they don't use the games. Right, and then after the players get hurt, after they come out of the gate in week one, they struggle, they get hurt, um, you know. But every coach handles this differently. But I'm, I do buy, I, I do buy into this Harbaugh stuff, and I'll be yeah, running I, it. I absolutely Turn. buy. All right, Look, I clicked years it. ago. I we clicked could it, all... Gabe. You can blame me, just like I blame you for any time the Mets lose now. <laughs> Fine, well, that sounds good. We'll Gabe, do that. Do you it's remember how bad? Do you remember how bad Marv Levy was years ago? Marv Levy was a cash machine to bet against them in preseason. He didn't do anything. I mean, there's certain trends that just surface during the preseason. You know who was great at that go against the guy. Pony Dungy, too. I'm sorry? Pony Dungy used Pony to be, Dungy. like, worse in the preseason. It was great to bet. Like, he really, he really didn't care. Like, look, the, the numbers are – these are the guys that you bet on and against if you believe in this, all right? Um, John Harbaugh, obviously Harbaugh is is the king of this stuff. Uh, but there's a couple others. Pete Carroll, Mike Zimmer, and John Harbaugh. Those are the guys that are very aggressive in the preseason. I've seen, I've you know, we were talking about it earlier. I've seen Russell Wilson play the entire you know, first half of the first game. I've seen them. Uh, I've seen him play Wilson going into the third quarter and not have just the dress rehearsal game. But John Harbaugh, 33 and 12 straight up, 30, 14 and one against the spread. Uh, Mike Zimmer, 17 and four straight up, 14 and seven against the spread. And um, who was the other one? I was saying Frank Reich went three and one uh, last year. Oh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's a psycho. He's 33 and 21. Straight up, 35-17-1 against the spread in the preseason. Mike Vrabel was 0-4 last year. Um, John Gruden, actually, 33-17 straight up. What about that, actually? Quick, before we get you, we'll get you out of here on this, Paul. What about that? Uh, Raiders laying five and a half, six points in that game. Is that too much? What do you think about that? Well, yeah. I mean, you got John Gruden up there at 33-17 straight up. But, you know, these preseason games, that's a big number, man. Uh, so, I take these coaches, and a lot of times, it's just priced into the number. So, yeah, okay, it's common knowledge. These guys are just uh, trying, and you know, but do you want to lay six points? I don't know that I want to lay six points, but, yeah, uh, the Raiders will probably get it, but, you know, maybe they just let it go without you or try to get a halftime or whatever. But uh, six seems like an awful, lofty, uh, exaggerated number at this point. Paul what did that open up at, by the way? What did that open up at? Six. It opened at six. six. I think it's five and a half now. Let's see. Uh, yeah. I think it'll probably come down even to five. I don't, you know, five's a crooked number. It is five now, actually. I had a big-time bookie once tell me, any point spread is five, don't bet the game. <laughs> he said either side. He goes, it's a screw job waiting to happen. He said, when it's five, we don't know what to do with it. Um, and five always has been a crooked uh, number. 
Minnesota and New Orleans tomorrow, actually. Speaking of uh, speaking of that, Zimmer is getting points uh, there. We talked about it earlier. Mahomes is going to play the entire first quarter against the Bengals. And uh, Kurtz's Cowboys against uh, San Francisco. San Francisco laying four and a half points. Also a lot of points. But, Paul, we got to get out of here. I bet San Francisco, by the way. I did bet San Francisco. I did bet San Francisco. San Francisco, a three-headed monster. Garoppolo, Mullen, C.J. Beathard, all extensive experience. And that's what you got to look to. Quarterback rotation here against the Cowboys. And you got Cooper Rush and Mike White. And by the way, Cooper Rush, Mike White last year, 21 of 33 for 208 yards. And the other guys, those two guys, Mullins and Beathard, combined for like, um, I think it was 350 yards. But the Niners had three turnovers, still won the game with a 3-0 deficit, 24-21. I think you have more of the same here. But if the Niners don't turn the ball over, they win. Great breakdown, Paul Bovey. Great stuff, uh, Paul. Stay safe in Vegas. Thanks for the time, buddy. Thanks, man. He raised a very good point as far as Dallas's quarterbacks. Dude, I don't understand. They're, they're backup quarterbacks. That's like, it's as bad as it gets. And I'm a Michigan, um, you know, I watch a lot of Michigan football. And I mean, like, just teams in the state of Michigan, from the Michigan Wolverines to Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Michigan State, MAC, Big Ten, et cetera. And I know uh, Cooper Rush, he was, he was a quarterback for the Central Michigan Chippewas. And, uh, man, he's bad, George. You know, and white. Like, you can say that if every team, any team's quarterback gets hurt, that team's in a lot of trouble. But, boy, the Cowboys really don't have a backup quarterback. Well, they do. He's the defensive coordinator, Gabe. They'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Kellen Moore will come off the bench. Yeah, yeah uh, Kellen Surfing. Uh, Jerry Jones used to, used to pay for a bag of quarterback. I mean, they had guys like John Kittner, Brad Johnson. Yeah, they, yeah, and, uh, yeah. he, but the past four or five years, uh, I guess you can't pay everybody. You know, he needs the money somewhere, even though the Cowboys are under the cap. But, yeah, he doesn't pay for the backup anymore. That's a good point, out of money. Um, all right, um, my picks are here tonight, NFL football, then we'll get George's uh, picks. Uh, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills plus two. Cleveland Browns minus 128 on the money line. New York football Giants plus three. Baltimore Ravens minus 162 on the money line. And uh, Philadelphia Eagles minus 126. All these numbers that I played, I played this before the show started. What do you got, George? Pretty much similar to you, except that I went Jets, not Giants. Jets, Buffalo, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Screw the Giants. Baseball, what are you playing? Oh, I haven't written that down yet. you got to be next after the next break. Oh, we're done. There's no next break. The show's over. Oh, don't tell me these things. I gotta go to the hockey game. We're back at 8 o'clock live in game. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions. I did not bet on every game, so at least I'm I'm somewhat proud of myself. I didn't bet on every. No, I didn't bet on every game at least. And uh, and 
George Kurtz took a shot earlier calling me a sucker because I'm going to pick someone up at the airport. Uh, I'm not the one that's married spending all weekend uh, fixing the house, Kurtz. So, so settle down on who's, uh, uh, who's hey, the sucker. Hey. <laughs> it's actually my birthday this month as well, by the way, Gabe. And, uh, sat the reason I'm not doing the weekend fantasy update and weekend wages this Saturday is because I am celebrating my birthday Saturday. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. All right. All I'm not right. picking up anybody at the airport. No, no, no. But uh, I'm picking up a hot chick at the airport. So. All right. You might win uh, that. You 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 just collected that information. Yeah, you'll be spending the birthday with the wife and kids. Uh, <laughs> to them, it'll just be another day. <laughs> wow, it's about cold water. Cold yeah, water. The gloves are off early here. The gloves the gloves are off early. But speaking of George Kurtz's uh, a relationship. I, I would say, George, I know your wife is big on home home improvements, that I spent, like, your wife at Home Depot. Like, I was like, man, I have one game after another. Let's bring in Whale Capper uh, right now. What's going on, Whale Capper? Hey, man. Football's on today. I'm fired up. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day. How are you doing? Hey, no, same thing. It's, it, I have that uh, excitement about this. You know, I always tell people, like, people are gone. Like, oh, it's only preseason, then. Ben, you're not a real fan. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Like, I've always felt that way. People tell me, oh, I don't watch the Bills in the preseason. I only watch the regular season. And I think, well, you say you love the team. They only play 16 times a year in the regular season. Here's your opportunity to see them 20 times a year. Um, so, I know I am a big fan. Look, we, you and I talked last week, uh, Whale Capper, with Cam. And uh, Cam is uh, at, uh, he's at, he's in cottage country uh, with his brother. And uh, his right now. So Cam's off for a couple of days. George Kurtz uh, with us. But last week we talked about that Denver game. Yeah, whatever. We got lucky. We hit the in-game unders. Uh, but let's get right down to business here. Indianapolis and Buffalo. Uh, heavy rains and winds uh, right now in, in Buffalo. Weather oh. will be a factor here this right. evening. It's 18 miles per hour. Uh, raining as we speak. Um, it's going to be off and on uh, the showers here tonight. Uh, but the 18-mile-an-hour winds I find interesting. Uh, so there should be a lot of running. Buffalo playing smash-mouth football uh, at home. But let's get down to business. Well, Capper, what do you think about the card tonight? Well, bang that under. Uh, that's a, that is a solid, um, actionable angle. Winds over 15 miles an hour. 